Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Florian and Robin live. Today we have a special guest, CEO and founder of Yes Life, Dr. Magnus Kobel. Thank you very much for joining us here today. The, we are super excited. I think it's the first show this year, isn't it? In the new year, Florian? I, I think it's the uh, actually the, the second one, but this is the first time in the year that we receive a CEO uh, talking about uh, his or her previous rounds. So very excited to have you, Magnus, today. And thanks again for being there with us. And thank you very much for having me. So I'm really honored to be your guest today in your already famous uh, Florio and Robin show. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we're also famous not only for hardcore insurance content, funny jokes, only insurance nerds understand, and two awesome-looking moderators and awesome-looking guests. But, Florian, you prepared some numbers, and I have to say, it's my fault, something I messed up the system so we cannot show them. We'll show them afterwards. But, Florian, what is the, your main takeaway from funding uh, this year? Uh, in, in, in yes, January? In January, so in January, quite impressive amount of money raised from the uh, European insurtech scene. Over 100 million were uh, raised from startup there. Uh, I think that the key learning is that we had a very hot uh, French ecosystem uh, last month because two companies raised uh, a big series around. Uh, and uh, we had a lot of activity in Germany as well right? because uh, Clark uh, raised a huge round. What is interesting is that the three biggest rounds I mentioned Clark in Germany, Lovis and Leocare in France are all uh, working on the B2C uh, side of uh, the insurtech um, scene, which is, I think, uh, quite uh, quite interesting. And I, I guess that we will see a bigger round uh, this year again. And uh, there was a quite interesting vertical that was covered with uh, Yes Life. So that's why uh, Magnus is here today to discuss uh, something around health, which is not that usual. So very excited to learn more about what you are building and what's next with this, uh, this new role. Yes, let's also go to the first question I am super interested to ask. Uh, yes, like first of all, congratulations, congratulations, Magnus, for raising, I think, a sum of $2.8 million. Dollars? Euros? I think Thank it was you. euros. I know. Euros. Sorry, my fault. You know, potato, potato, 10% here, 10% there. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, uh, 2.8 million euros, $3 million. Um, my big question to you is, um, what are your plans with that? And tell us a little bit more about Yas Life and especially your take on health. Yeah, maybe we start with this. Yeah, so what is Yes Life? So Yes Life uh, enables health and life insurers to become a digital health companion. Therefore, we have developed a customizable app to nudge their customers to adopt a healthy lifestyle step by step. So our mission is to make preventive healthcare fun for the users and valuable for the insurers. And what are the advantages for, first of all, the users of the app? So as I mentioned, it really makes fun. You get rewards. And most important, uh, by adopting a healthy lifestyle, of course, you can expect more healthy years to live. Yeah. 
And from the business side, so what are the advantages for insurers? So we motivate their policyholders to a health conscious everyday life. And we help insurers to create more digital touch points to their customers, which can be used to promote other health services or also to boost your sales activities. So up and cross selling, for instance. And in the long run, of course, uh, we can help insurers to reduce claims. Together uh, with the reinsurance. Yeah. Actually, was like, you need to live more healthy. Get that app from Magnus. Um, yeah, definitely. One more thing for the audience watching right now in Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, on Twitter, and on our website, digitaldiscounting.de. Um, like, share, hug your phone, hug your computer and your MacBook and your laptop so that the algorithms around the world see that it's the best, the nicest, the best insurance show ever on this planet. Florio, what about your take and um, yeah, question on Yes Life? Yeah, yeah. The, the question I had for you is that you mentioned this relationship with the final customer, but at the same time, you mentioned the relationship with insurance companies. So what's your go to market? Let's say, do, are you doing white labeling for uh, insurance company or are you targeting final customer directly and then trying to uh, move up alongside the value chain? So uh, how do you structure these two uh, targets? Let's say final customer on one hand and uh, insurance company on the other hand. So. Uh... Our business model to, is to enable insurance companies to become a health companion. So we are doing B2B and uh, we offer this as a white label, uh, our product as a white label solution to insurers with a lot of customization um, options. And of course, uh, it's important that the users are happy. So we have great numbers uh, regarding retention and uh, it's highly attractive uh, to the uh, to the users. And we see this because our current B2B uh, partners, they increase um, the activities with us so uh, we are adding new features and uh, even new new products um, to, to our customers so we are b2b company and help insurers to become a health company cool and, and by the way are, are you just working with the health insurance companies or are you enabling let's say any insurance company enter the health vertical what's the rationale so far so um, we are really uh, working with health and life insurers, um, talking about income protection, of course, everything is somehow related to health. This is uh, where we, uh, where our business um, is. So we already um, have a project with a life insurer, insurance company. There will be hopefully some more this year. And, uh, but uh, at the moment, the focus is, uh, uh, has been on, on health, but uh, we, are, we are addressing both markets. We have a question from the audience uh, from Bavaria. By the way, only questions and comments currently from Germany. So Germany leads currently over France and the rest of the world. So everybody out there watching, make sure to also ask your questions. Um, big question, um, and I'm happy to steal this because Florian always always has the smart questions, and I just you know the fun ones. But uh, Zidia asks, how can you prevent claims? Uh, because I think if we look at the insurance industry. The real leverage to win the $2 trillion game is claims. Um, how can you prevent that? And do you have some concrete examples? And thank you so much. Yeah, we have, uh, we, see, we have great numbers to uh, see that on the, there are two effects. First of all, of course, um, uh, it's a positive risk selection, offering uh, that kind of um, engagement uh, um, apps. But we see that we really can change habits. 
So um, one third of our users increases, for instance, the number of steps significantly. So we really can change habits and uh, by this, of course, uh, reduce uh, claims in the long run. But what is very important is as well to use those digital touch points to inform your customers, your policyholders about other digital health services, about, um, about uh, um, help from the insurance committee. There are already so many great other digital tools, but no one knows about it of your customers. Uh, because as long as you do not redeem a claim, you hardly stand up in the morning, check on your website of your insurance company what's, uh, what they offer. So you need to have an interaction with your um, customers. And this is where we really help our, uh, our customers to increase the number of digital touch points so that the insurance companies can use this, of course, for sales, but as well to inform their customers about all the other services. And we at Yes Live, of course, we are adding step-by-step -step, uh, uh, additional services too. And by the way, quite interesting your feedback on positive selection of the risk, because I think that uh, another company, let's say, uh, that might be close to yours, uh, Vitality, I think that they, they shared a few KPIs around how their level of claim was way below the market yeah. uh, due to this positive selection. And uh, maybe as a reminder for our audience, they are kind of offering an Apple Watch uh, when you are buying out your health policy. I don't know where you stand, by the way, in terms of uh, um, wearables, IoT, and so on. I think it's a, a smart way, let's say, to attract good risk. Uh, do, do you have any, any plan or are you already leveraging this kind of external data uh, coming from, uh, I don't know, Fitbit or any other watch uh, that... So in the, in the long run, of course, uh, we are aggregating uh, data to prove, uh, to prove um, how preventive healthcare really pays off. So it, it really depends how to nudge the people, um, uh, what kind of rewards. Some people want rewards, other people are motivated in a different way. We see uh, what kind of groups uh, are improving their steps, etc. So database, we can we can uh, uh, we can uh, identify where is the potential to really reduce claims and then nudge those customers in a personalized way. I have a funny feeling something similar Daniel Schraber told about their data processing, and I think it's something super interesting to have a look into your back and front end to see what kind of data you have on your clients and help them and build services around that. And um, do you have some not funny stories, but some insightful situations? Uh, what was the moment in your in your yeah life journey with Yas Life so far where you had to look at some data and some customer story and you were like, I never would have thought that that's going to happen and help the people. Yes, there was one because um, uh, as I mentioned, we focus on insurance companies, but sometimes they offer this to corporates as well. And one insurance company asked us to offer this to uh, a factory plant with uh, only male factory workers, mostly 45 years and older, and uh, due to the project lead, not very sportive. And we said, oh, this will be terrible. And that was definitely the best project we ever had. We really attracted uh, so many factory workers. So it was uh, seven times as much as the project lead expected. 
We had wow. a fantastic retention, and we saw the numbers of steps really increasing over a period of three months. And we simply calculated a little bit and said, okay, every single employee in our company helped for four more healthy years for customers. Uh, so this is, of course, something which motivates the whole team. So we are really working hard to have a great uh, um, user engagement and uh, help the people to change their habits. And uh, that was just a small, that was just a small project for three months. So just imagine how many healthy years each employee in our company can uh, help yeah, in general. So that was a moment that is, uh, that uh, really made it clear to everyone that uh, we are on the right track. Florian. Yeah, maybe a question on, on again on the uh, on the market. So you mentioned insurance company. Uh, can you say a bit more about your geographic scope, just to see whether there are some, let's say, differences between I don't know Germany, Austria, UK, France, Spain. Uh, so is there something to learn here, either in terms of behaviors from final customers or in terms of uh, let's say, willingness to work with you uh, on the uh, insurance side. So is there something to learn here, geographically speaking? Uh, so um, at the moment, we are, um, we are very successful in Germany. So we really can consider ourselves as the number one for bonus programs in the German market. And uh, we are expecting our first projects in uh, Switzerland and Austria. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm pretty super excited to announce something in a new show, which hasn't Whoa. been disclosed yet. Yeah, but um, we are very, very proud that the EIT Digital Accelerator Program uh, that, uh, has, that we joined this program and starting from January. Uh, so they help us to, with a great sales support um, uh, to scale all over uh, Europe. So my, my colleague and I, we, are, um, we have analyzed together with those guys um, around about 40, 50 insurance companies. And we are really happy uh, that they help us to, uh, with contacts on, on sea level. And, and so this is why Yes Life goes Europe now. So, uh, and in the next year, in the next show uh, in 2022, hopefully I will be in your show again. Then I can tell you the differences. Um, between the right. different at the moment we see the differences from the different projects because um, every insurance company has a different strategy and we see as I mentioned uh, some are focusing on factory workers which was an exception but uh, normally it's uh, uh, for certain uh, target groups and it's really great to see the data and the difference uh, and uh, data is more important than the thesis at the beginning uh, it's Sometimes really totally different. Uh, what kind of groups are uh, are using certain features? And we have a question. Yeah. Which oh, have, we have two questions. One question is very nerdy, and I love this sort of question. And the other one is trendy, and uh, uh, trendy it comes from me. Shall we go for the nerdy question from somebody working at Linde? From uh, Martin working at Linde, uh, this large industrial player. Maybe you have saved also four of his years, but you don't need to review your clients. And um, his question is data quality. So you all on LinkedIn see it, you know, in the question section. 
Um, he says, which data is available and how is the data quality? So um, without revealing too many company secrets, but can you say a little bit about that? Because I mean, you have the data of your own, uh, of the phone of the user. You have also, do you also use third party data and how does it work? And um, yeah, maybe just reveal one company secret, how mm -hmm. you do it. So uh, we are insurance guys. And uh, one of our investors is Deutsche Rück, German uh, uh, reinsurance group. Shout out. <laughs> So from the very uh, beginning, uh, we uh, developed uh, a concept where in the end we have very valuable data for insurance companies. So we will uh, compare uh, activities and claims. And I will keep some secrets, but we are, uh, <laughs> we, we are quite, uh, I think we, we are really, really convinced that this is the right uh, way to generate valuable data for the insurance industry. Because at the moment, uh, the discussion is, there is no proof that uh, prevention really reduces claims in the long run, uh, but we will prove it. And uh, this is why we are a data company. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we are um, when we start a project, we really make up our mind in the very beginning what kind, what should be the outcome, what we should evaluate. Cool, Florian. The next question. Yeah, yeah, just maybe to go a bit deeper into the uh, question around data. Um, uh, so got it around the data that you are gathering and leveraging, but the, what's the split and uh, with the insurance company themselves? So what's the level of data that maybe you are sharing? And on the other hand, what's the, 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 the amount of data or the, the kind of data that you are leveraging from their side, if any? So mm -hmm. long story short, are you adding data to their data, database or are you as well leveraging the data they mm -hmm. already have? Around their their customers. Now we um, add a lot of new data um, to them, but of course always aggregated uh, data. So first step is uh, to be 100% compliant with uh, data privacy requirements. So what exactly. we share are aggregated data about uh, customer um, uh, behavior. Look, so what they are, um, how active they are. Um, uh, how many uh, challenges they, they manage and as well what kind of content they click on. And uh, of course, uh, our insurance company can um, uh, offer some uh, questionnaires, uh, which, we, um, which helps them to understand a little bit better their customers. So just to mention, mention product uh, income protection. Yeah, so you have no, no contact to your so you have no information for 15, 20 years until uh, the customer re redeems the claim. And here we can help uh, to get a better understanding of the customer. This is what we share with our um, B2B partners. And then, of course, in, in the long run, uh, the more information we have, the better uh, our understanding is about um, uh, the, the in impact on, on claims. Then, of course, this is a business model of us as well. Well, thank you very much. Now with questions on uh, your company and your business model, we're a little bit sorry, but actually we wanted to do that. Uh, also, thank you very much, everybody out there. It's like and sharing, commenting. We see you, Leonard, Matthias, Silva, Sven, and the rest on all channels. My question: I would love to talk more industry with you. Um, you are also a super renowned expert in health, healthcare, and the insurance industry. My question, we live in crazy times. I would have thought, you know, that uh, health is the next big thing here in pandemic times. 
I mean, our show was already cool before, but now you know it is. My question to you is what kind of, do you see some trends in life insurance during COVID and uh, and the next, let's say, three, six, 12 months and also the health care? What do you think? So um, when you're talking about life insurance, so three to six months is a very short period of time for a life insurer. Uh, so I do not expect any big surprises in this uh, short period. Um, but of course, there are two trends that we have seen in general uh, that affected life insurers too. First of all, health matters. So not even now even more than, than before. A healthy lifestyle reduces the risk of becoming uh, seriously ill after COVID-19, uh, being COVID-19 positive. And people are much more health conscious now and are trying to change their habits. And second, uh, we see a strong increase in digitalization uh, in general and especially in health. So look at Germany, we realized how telemedicine is suddenly being accepted by patients and, and doctors, and doctors, uh, which is, uh, Good one. Was no go, uh, let's say 15 months ago. So, and uh, when we are talking to insurers, we see that they are thinking more seriously now uh, about offering digital prevention to their customers. Uh, they see the importance of creating digital touch points. Uh, it's a strategic must. Yeah? And then they need to get in touch with their customers. And if you have a better idea than engagement platforms, tell me. But uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm really convinced this is the best way. Use preventive healthcare to get in touch with your um, customers. And uh, yeah, well, this, these are the, the trends. And uh, this is why we got new investors as well with EBB Ventures, because they saw exactly that trends. There are ex experts in digital health in general. And uh, this is why uh, we, well, not convinced them, we, we simply agreed. Uh, to uh, take them on our um, uh, shareholder um, cap table. Yeah. And, and by the way, that, yeah, that makes a perfect link with the question from uh, Stefan around ecosystem of services, because my next question uh, was, uh, let's say, towards your next step. So you mentioned the fundraising, you mentioned all these opportunities or trends. Uh, Stefan raised the question around ecosystem. So what's next at uh, Yes Life? How do you plan maybe uh, to lev leverage external ecosystem or services? So what's the roadmap that you have in mind and what's the direction towards you will move in the, in the near future? Mm -hmm. So um, our big advantage is that we uh, attract a broad audience, uh, a broad number of uh, policyholders. So our product is very easy to use. You don't have to enter a lot of stuff. So um, this is why um, we have a lot of digital touch points, of course, and we don't have to do everything on our own. We can recommend other digital health services. Uh, of course, it must be aligned with uh, what our B2B partners want, but they have corporations and we can promote them. So this is the way uh, we are planning to build up an ecosystem and help the insurers to become, as I mentioned before, a health companion. And uh, because, of course, everyone is talking about, I want to be the digital ecosystem uh, for, for health. And uh, of course, there are different ways to get in there. Um, but uh, we are addressing the still healthy policyholders and uh, try to inform them how to stay healthy, but as well, about uh, wh what kind of other services are out there um, if they need help. 
And I think that's, that's the best way. Uh, that's the idea we developed at the very beginning. Uh, it's a tough market, but we do, we're getting that step by step. Okay, I'm going to download it after the end of the show, okay? I, I hear my wife already telling me that. Um, we are almost finished uh, with the time. Time flies. I take away ecosystem, I take away companion. Fun fact on the side, I uh, worked once for a private bank and we built that from the finance side, a finance companion. I think health, com health um, physical fitness, mental fitness, financial fitness, all this is three holy grails for insurance and finance industry. So I was super excited when uh, we, when we hear your name on the show list. Florian, one question to you. Um, what is your um, take on trends and changes in the next month in life and in health? What do you think? Yeah, that, that's a, a, a very good question because we saw a lot around teleconsultation. Uh, but uh, I read it two or three days ago a challenging uh, article around, um, let's say, insurance company that need to find the right business model and the right model uh, more generally around teleconsultation. It's not about having this uh, as a feature in your app, in your website, or in your customer journey. It's much more how to deliver value to the final customer. Uh, so I think that there will be a bit more around that uh, that part. I definitely think that there is something around behaviors and data. Uh, that's a a smart way uh, and a smooth way to enter into the health insurance space, uh, just trying to make people engage more with their own uh, condition um, by just uh, rewarding uh, every time they move enough and so on, especially nowadays that we uh, are quite of uh, lockdown, less coming to the office and so on. So by design, working and, um, and maybe running a bit less than usually. So I think that it's something really interesting. And maybe the third trend, which is a mix of trend I expect and I wish um, is something around embedded uh, and employee uh, employee benefits mm. slash payroll HR tools. So how do you manage to uh, distribute more smoothly health insurance? Uh, I think maybe here there is a bias because in France, uh, most of the health plan are taken by the uh, via your your company. Uh, so again, maybe there is a bias. Uh, but anyway, I think that the payroll, HR tools, employee benefits uh, could be a very good entry point to distribute um, health insurance and to gather uh, interesting data, not necessarily on behaviors, but on who the customer are, uh, just maybe to fine tune the right product uh, there. So I think this is the most exciting part, still very early, but we start having this kind of discussion with uh, especially employee benefits company that are considering selling insurance, that's margin for them, so quite attractive. As always, Florian's answer is way smarter and strategic than what I had in mind. Uh, I, I see in the market currently um, these midterm things too, but especially short term. I'm curious uh, how many life insurers will be hit by the reduction of uh, life premiums uh, in the crisis now, uh, PNC industries by the folding of companies. We all know that uh, Chapter B rules around the world are currently, um, bankruptcy B rules are um, set aside. Uh, and I, we don't know how many zombie companies are walking around there. Surely not ours, uh, us three. But I think that can be, a, that can be the make or the break it point uh, in the next 12 to 24 months. 12 to 24 minutes we already have. So we are done with the show. My last question to Magnus is, now you shared so many company secrets with us. Um, what can the community do for you? 
Well, of course, uh, as we said, yes, life goes Europe. Uh, so uh, we are really happy to uh, for every introduction to um, an insurance company all over Europe, including Germany. So we haven't talked to all of them, but nearly. And uh, uh, but uh, of course, uh, we are going out next steps and uh, try to uh, get our first projects in uh, in other uh, countries all over Europe. And of course, outside Europe too, but this year our focus is uh, at the moment uh, Europe. But uh, if anyone wants to talk about a nation, country, tell us. All right. <laughs> this, this announcement will be made in the Robin, Florian and Robin show when it's suitable. Uh, uh, Magnus, thank you very much uh, for being here. Florian, it was a pleasure. Thank for you. For being uh, a great co-host. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye.